Welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. Uh, for those of you that were able to stick through and listen to uh, last, week, last week's episode, I give you mad props. Um, that was a, a complete <laughs> and utter disaster as far as everything goes, scheduling-wise. Uh, and then when the podcast was finally uploaded, um, <laughs> I was holding the mic absolutely terribly and the audio for the first 18 minutes of the pod i don't know why i'm telling you guys this if you listen to the podcast you know that this <laughs> year it's quite evident that the the audio was absolutely terrible um it sounded like i was talking through multiple blankets it sounded like i was um, like you had a sock in your mouth yeah like i something. had a sock in my mouth they say sometimes you're supposed to put socks over mics right to make like the the sound quality better is that, is that a thing or am I just I making have it? no yeah I've heard that yeah sure. so I did the opposite and I just put it in my mouth just <laughs> like direct directly so I and in the greatest the greatest part about last week's episode was as I'm talking about how fantastic our new mics are and how much I love it I'm like hey guys if you notice that our mics are better <laughs> you know say something and then as i'm talking it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's i sound like like charlie brown's parents and it's just oh my that was it was funny but also it kind of made me want to cry listening to it oh, it was dear. it was quite terrible and uh you know joe did his best to try to to try to make it not sound terrible but Hopefully, I learn how to hold a mic better this time. There was times last week where I was holding the mic completely backwards. Um, <laughs> and no matter how good these mics are, you still have to hold them the right way. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I mean, if you guys were able to stick through the entire podcast last week, uh, I give you mad props. You are a, a definitely a, a great and valued listener of the show. Um, shout out to Joe for doing his best with, with the editing and everything and but we're just, you know, we're going to jump right into today's show. Today we get, we're going to go through the news like usual. That's not going to change. Hopefully this time we'll be able to hear it a little bit better. That's the only thing that's going to change. Um, and then uh, I'm going to go through what we were going to go through last week, but then uh, the news kind of went long, so we just turned it into a news roundup uh, episode. But this week we're going we're gonna to go through uh, four teams that I have that could be uh, sneaky, fun teams to watch. Fun teams to watch. On NFL Game Pass, fun teams to watch while you're not watching your favorite team. And these are not teams like the Kansas City Chiefs or or teams like the Dallas Cowboys or teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We know those teams are going to be fun. These are teams that maybe nobody's talking about, teams that might not be uh, Super Bowl contenders, but uh, you know, teams that I think could still be fun uh, and, and real football fans out there are going to want to watch uh, fun football, you know? Uh, but yeah, Joe, how how's it going? It's going well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why don't you uh, why don't you tell the audience what was going through your mind last week as you were as you were editing the disaster of a of an audio podcast that I was able to to produce? Uh, like, what was going through your mind? Were you? I would. I'm curious to to know what was going on at uh, at the Joe T's and household. Uh. 
honestly kind of panic <laughs> no I, it was it was bad like i obviously the audio was bad but uh and there's nothing we can do about that we could have well be like hey let's postpone the episode and yeah, uh yeah re-record it but yeah no why would we do that because that takes a lot of yeah. time in hindsight hindsight it would have been maybe a smarter idea to just take the week off well with the way that everything went last week we could have but then yeah. like i don't yeah. know you know but also it just so happened to be the one week where the biggest news we've had in a long time yeah in the oh, nfl fair. dropped cam newton signing uh with the patriots so it's like i kind of wanted to get that out there get my you know my thoughts on that out there. You and know, then, it should have already been out on Tuesday. Yeah, well, it should have been out on Tuesday, and that's also my fault. So really, uh, I caused a lot of panic as far as Joe goes, and you know, I, I definitely owe him uh, some... some uh, what are the pills that you take for... Um, not you, personally. <laughs> <laughs> not you. The pills that, you, uh, that somebody would take for anxiety. Uh, Xanax. Xanax. That's the one I was going to go with. Joe does not take Xanax, as far as I know. That was not a personal thing at him. I'm assuming he doesn't take Xanax. I'm going to pay for just, your next refill. I'm going to pay for your next fill up at the pharmacy on Xanax. I got you. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a quite an interesting week as far as the podcast goes. It was very different. Um, obviously, uh, in the end, we got the podcast up. Hopefully, you guys uh, got a chance to listen to it. I know the fact that it was on Thursday and not on Tuesday kind of threw some people off. I noticed with the numbers that they're not quite as the listeners downloads aren't quite as high, and that's understandable if you're used to having something on a Tuesday. But and, but also, also it was released at like quite late. Yeah. On Thursday night as well, right? Did you release it Thursday night? No, I released night? it Thursday morning, I believe. Right? You mean Friday? Friday morning, morning. yeah. So it was on I didn't, Friday. I, didn't, I did not finish editing it until at least 10.30 yeah. or 11. Or yeah, I was like, no, 10.30 on Thursday night. That's when uh, I sent it to oh you. Oh yeah, it was on Friday was morning. So it wasn't even on Thursday. And I love on the podcast that I'm I'm talking and, and it's I, I'm saying that we're recording it on Monday. And I said, this is borderline live. And then I'm saying that it's going to go up on Wednesday. And then on my Instagram, I said it'll be up on Thursday. And sure then it enough. got up on Friday. Friday morning. Oh, Here my goodness. Are. Yeah. We're going to try to not do that anymore. That was that was quite a quite a dysfunctional week. But um, for those of you that do follow the show on Instagram and on Twitter, uh, I started some new series on there. I'm starting a power ranking series where I'm going to go through and, and, and rank uh, the teams from 32 to 1. And I'm, I'm going to do some other stuff as far as writing goes on there. Hopefully you guys uh, will follow us on, on social media and, and, and kind of, you know, check out the, the writing that I'm doing. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, it's something that I've, I've kind of wanted to do for a while. I try to uh, not only have analysis, but try to put in a little bit of character, a little bit of humor once in a while in those, uh, in those uh, little post that I do and uh yeah so so make sure you follow the show at underscore average Joe show uh on on Instagram and on Twitter to keep up to date with all the things that are going on not only with the podcast but things outside of the podcast Mm. Uh, so I really appreciate if you guys would do that but uh without further ado why don't we just jump straight into the news Right, first up in the news, we have more COVID-19 news. All right. Uh, We have more cancellations as far as COVID-19 goes. Uh, The NFL announced this week 
that they would be uh, cutting the preseason down from four games to two games. Uh, obviously, we talked about last week uh, them cutting out the Hall of Fame game and the Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony, and now they've extended that even more to cut officially cutting out half the preseason games. Uh, and the NFLPA, the NFL Players Associate, Association, actually this week um, had a vote, a unanimous vote, where they decided uh, they would recommend that the NFL cuts out the preseason entirely and not have any preseason games before the regular season games. Uh, and, you know, as, as a casual football fan, this might seem like a good idea. It's more uh, football that matters. Uh, you don't have these games that don't count for anything. But as uh, if you're thinking about it from the player perspective, preseason games are extremely important. Uh, it's, it's a way for young players to find their way onto rosters, undrafted guys, guys that might not uh, otherwise have a chance. They can shine in the preseason when, when the star players aren't playing. And also it's a time for, for young and up-and-coming teams, teams like uh, my Miami Dolphins, you know, a team full of young players uh, and a bunch of new free agent signings that haven't played together that haven't had experience as far as NFL uh, snaps go. It's a chance for them to get their feet wet. Uh, it's a chance for them to get uh, sort of transitioned into the speed of the NFL. And obviously that's going to take a major hit if the NFL preseason is completely canceled. Um, but as far as, I mean, viewing-wise, for, for most casual fans, uh, you're not going to miss it a whole lot. I mean, the NFL preseason is fun for the first a week or two or some for some people for the first two drives and then it's like okay let's get on with the real games but um, obviously uh, the NFL preseason getting canceled not not the not the biggest deal but it is once again another step potentially towards bigger cancellations which is something that we just you know definitely don't want to have I would definitely prefer to have a football season obviously uh, the NFL uh, also made some announcements that th this week if they do have a football season and they do have people coming to, to the games, they would make these people sign a waiver um, before entering the games, a COVID-19 waiver. So basically it's like you can't sue us if you get COVID-19, I'm assuming is what the waiver would be. Mm -hmm. So it's basically like if you go on one of those really sketchy roller coaster <laughs> rides or something at an amusement park and it's like, hey, if you die here, you got, you cannot sue us. You have to, you have to sign this waiver. That seems... Oh, it seems kind of absurd the times that we're living in right now. I can't can't wait to get out of it. Hopefully, we can get out of it. Uh, things are not looking so hot as far as a lot of states in the United States. Uh, it seems like a lot of uh, cases are spiking, uh, and that's never a good thing when it comes to a global pandemic. You never want to see the numbers going up. You know, you would like to see them go down. But um, yeah, hopefully, we have an NFL season. The NBA season uh, is about to start going shortly. Uh, they've, they've had, it seems like a fairly smooth transition so far. Um, they have certain teams that are arriving, uh, in Orlando in the bubble that they have, but, uh, the NBA was already in the playoffs and there's not nearly as many basketball players on a, on a, on a team as there is football players. So, so playing a sport like the NBA or like the NHL is a lot easier than playing a sport, uh, like football, an entire season, not just the playoffs, an entire season of a roster full of. 53 guys uh, it's going to be very hard to accomplish a season you couldn't do a bubble really like the way that you're doing with those other sports so hopefully things get figured out but uh, you know September is is very quickly approaching and uh, and it's not looking great right now you know I don't know what we're going to do on this podcast if we don't have 
a football season. Joe, any thoughts on what we're going to do on this podcast if we if there's not a football season? I think it's just going to be your podcast then, and I'll be the producer. You can just talk yeah. about whatever you want to talk about. I think so. No, I was already saying we could do um, – is the English Premier League still going on? Premier, uh, yeah, maybe. No, I, well, Soccer, football? Uh, I, just, I know so little about soccer. Like I, I know a decent amount about most sports, I would say. But soccer, like I get all the leagues mix, mixed up. Like Premier League. So Premier League, you probably know more about soccer than I do. What's the Premier League? You don't have to be embarrassed. We're all friends. I here. have no, honestly no idea. Like okay, it's what the Premier. League. Where is what is Barcelona in? You know Barcelona. Yeah. What team does Messi? Like play the country. For? Yeah, Barcelona. Messi Bar- plays for. I, is that's that's about- a, well, the country is Spain, right? Yeah. Okay. Is that in the Premier League? Yeah, I think so. Right? I think so. <laughs> Maybe. Question. I mean, okay. I thought you would know because you no, used to play FIFA. I played FIFA 13 when I was <laughs> yeah when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. Um, yeah. FIFA I don't. 13. Okay. That, know, that was a long time ago. Okay. That. Wow. Holy. Uh, I know the Bundesliga, which is the German soccer league. How do you know that? Is, <laughs> I'm super into German culture. Okay. No. Uh, they just talk about it a lot on sports podcasts that I listen to, but the Bundesliga, the German, Bundesliga. I just like saying the word Bundesliga, Bundesliga, Bundesliga. Uh, they're starting up or they have started up. They've been going for a while and things seem to be going pretty smooth there. But I think Germany has handled the whole COVID pandemic a lot better than the United States has. But also, I guess, well, I don't want to say too much because I could sound stupid. I was going to say the population in Germany is probably not nearly as high as the population in the United States. Oh, most definitely not. Okay, yeah, so yeah, Germany is a very small country. Germany is pretty small. Wow, this is just probably the Seriously. least educated podcast. What is the population of Germany? All right, looking up the population on of Germany. As of 2019, the population of Germany was 83 million 149. 83 million. That's a lot more than I expected, actually. Yeah, that's but that's like twice the amount that Canada has. Yeah, no kidding. Holy smokes! Wow, there's a lot more people in Germany than I thought. Good job, Germany. Holy smokes. Congrats. You guys deserve to have your Bundesliga going. But as far as other sports go, like is it, are other sports like the NBA yeah. looking like they're actually going to well, happen yeah, this yeah. Well, it's, So far, it seems good. I mean, some players, a lot of players, okay, I don't want to say a lot of players. There are a decent amount of players. Um, there's quite a few uh, players that are, that are deciding not to play in Orlando, deciding not to be a part of the bubble. Uh, for some of them, for family reasons, uh, some of them, uh, I know Gordon Hayward of the Boston Celtics, uh, he's going to play in Orlando, but then his wife is expecting a baby. So whenever that happens, he's just going to leave. So that's a messy situation. But Yikes. it seems like the NBA is trying its best to come back. They, one, of the, one of the Raptors players posted a, a video of this crazy ring that they gave that they're giving to the players. It's like a, it just looks like, it looks kind of like, like my wedding band, but it's got like something on the inside where like, so the inside of your ring where it touches your finger and it's like a COVID-19 symptom tracker or something ring. What? Yeah. Like what? Where did they get these from? Why have I never heard of that's these? That's a GPS tracker. That's a, I'll tell yeah. you that right now. That's that's how they're going to get the you. That's That's what, that's what they do. For, next they're going to put a chip in you and you're going to be cashless. Yep. Cashless. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess if if you know no football this season, we'll have to talk about basketball. But although if there's no football, odds are there's probably not any basketball anymore either. But you know, if COVID, we'll just have to be like a COVID nineteen update podcast. We'll just talk oh, about. Gosh. Last <laughs> thing I want to talk about. <laughs> it's COVID nineteen. More you're, COVID. You're telling me you're not 
into COVID nineteen anymore. No, I'm not into this trend. You know. Yeah, it's like oh. every oh, it's, it was. I, I was into COVID before it was cool. Yeah. Like back when it was just a a China thing. <laughs> I re- do remember. I'm not gonna say Chinese virus because I don't want to offend a bunch of people, but I do remember uh, at work uh, a few months ago. So this would have been l- uh, late last year. Uh, seeing. Like I always go through the trending things on Twitter. Mm. So it was a break at work and seeing coronavirus. And I have such a fond memory of that. And just thinking like, oh, wow, that's crazy that that's happening. But like, I just, I just remember the first time seeing it and not really thinking that, uh, thinking anything of it. And then I would have no idea that a few months later, like for months, it would completely change the whole world. I just, yeah, it's crazy how it, how it's completely ruined everything. But uh, yeah, you know, try to keep things positive on the podcast uh, why don't we just, you know, keep going with the news. Next up in the news, we have uh, David Njoku, the uh, tight end for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he is, I believe, on the last year of his rookie contract. He has demanded a trade this week. He's looking to get out of Cleveland. Cleveland, uh, this offseason, signed tight end Austin Hooper uh, to kind of take uh, David Njoku's place. Although... Um, Kevin Stefanski, the new head coach there in Cleveland, does run a lot of two tight end sets. So uh, you you would expect um, him to still have you know ample opportunities to get snaps in Kevin Stefanski's offense. But uh, there is a lot of mouths to feed on that offense. You have obviously Austin Hooper, and then you have Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. Uh, you have Nick Chubb at running back. And then you, uh, you have uh, Kareem Hunt, uh, who I expect to be a much bigger part of this offense this year than he was last year. Obviously, he was uh, serving that eight-game suspension that uh, carried over from his time with the Kansas City Chiefs when he kicked that, ga- the, that girl. He kicked that woman. Um, yeah, so he was serving an eight-game suspension for that. I remember uh, that. Yeah. Remember? I was in grade 12. Grade 12. I was in law class. Yeah. And you, you watch that video of the guy of the guy, yeah of Kareem, of Kareem Hunt kicking that that lady. Was it in a hotel? Yeah, it was in a hotel. Yeah, we watched in it in Toledo, Ohio. I yes, I don't know why I remember that for some reason. Yeah, we watched it, and it was yeah. a big argument in our class. Really? Because some of them were saying right away, like, "Well, that girl looked like she was picking a fight with him." Ooh. <laughs> and then the teacher's like, "Really? Really? 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 You're gonna you're gonna blame the girl now for well, picking a fight with him?" And they're like, "Well." Well, and then you know, it's kind of an argument that we had. Oh, I don't want to get political, but no, <laughs> no, just but uh, yeah, that's a that's a tough that's a tough you know. Never line. hit anybody. No, don't don't hit people. No, you know, don't. I think that's one thing that guys have that girls don't have is guys have this sort of fear at the back of their brain where it's like if I hit something or if I start something with somebody, I could get punched in the face. Like that's a real. Yep. Thing. But I think a lot of. And I don't want to, I'm not trying to demean women or like <laughs> say like, oh, they're stupid or whatever. But I think, I think, I feel like women don't have that fear is, is which is great. Obviously don't hit women. That's not, <laughs> I can't believe we're going off on this rabbit trail. But <laughs> I'm sorry. Obviously don't hit women, but it's like, you know, women, I feel like as much don't have that at the back of their head where it's like, if I, you know, bad mouth somebody i could get punched in the face because like you're obviously men are not supposed to hit women and i think that's it's a it's a good fear to have i think that if you are if you're a jerk to somebody you could get punched in the face yeah but moral of the story is 
Uh, Kareem Hunt's going to be a big part of the Cleveland Browns offense this season. <laughs> and don't hit women or people in general. Yeah. Just don't hit people. There Just be go. nice, be kind, and stay inside and wear a mask, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, David Njoku uh, asking for a trade uh, before we got on this giant uh, rabbit trail. Or rabbit hole, whatever they say it when you're not talking. Trail. Rabbit trail? Yeah, rabbit trail is right. Yeah. Rabbit hole is not right at all. <laughs> that's Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, that's, 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 that's Alice you know? in Wonderland. It's not, not what I'm thinking about. Um, but yeah, David Njoku asking for a trade. I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain, think of, think of places where I could see him potentially going. I wouldn't be totally shocked if he ends up in New England. And also New England has this offense that everybody is scared of with Cam Newton and David Njoku and Julian Edelman who is also irritating, uh, continuing to succeed somehow in his career. Um, but uh, yeah, I would, I would be, I'm curious to see if David Njoku uh, ends up on a different team. For the most part, when people demand trades, it seems like they get traded. Uh, and there's a couple of guys right now in the NFL uh, that have asked for trades in David Njoku and Jamal Adams that we could see potentially move. Jamal Adams' uh, trade request has kind of been... Uh, swept under the rug the last few weeks is kind of uh, not as big news because of the whole Cam Newton thing and, and all the other news that's been going on. But those are still two big storylines that have yet to unfold. So it, I'm curious to see where David Njoku ends up and what the Browns could really get for him. And lastly in the news, probably the biggest news of the week. This week started off with um, with FedEx actually. Uh, no, it started off actually... Uh, RFK Stadium, which is the host of the Washington Redskins, the stadium in which the Washington Redskins play football. Uh, they said this week that the that they would not support building a new stadium for the Washington Redskins without them changing the name. Uh, and obviously, you know, uh, sports teams need new stadiums every 30 years for some reason because, you know, a stadium just falls apart apparently after a few years and it's crazy that some players careers last longer than stadiums uh in sports i don't understand why stadiums need to be built so often but the moral of the story is rfk stadium said this week that they would not be building a a new stadium uh with the washington redskins with their current name and then fedex the biggest sponsor for the Washington Redskins, they have the naming rights of that stadium. So it's called FedEx Field uh, at RFK Stadium, I guess. Um, it's called FedEx Field. And FedEx announced this week that they w are urging the Washington Redskins to change their name. And then Pepsi, the second biggest sponsor of the Washington Redskins, also announced that they would urge the Washington Redskins to change their name. And then gets even worse for the Washington uh, organization. Uh, Nike removes all of the Washington Redskins related uh, apparel and everything. Anything Washington Redskins related uh, was removed off the Nike website this week. So uh, the Redskins were kind of uh, in a tough spot. Dan Snyder has been saying for years and years, for decades really, that he is not changing the name ever. He said a few years ago, you can put that in all caps. I'm not changing the name, never. And now it seems like they hit him where it hurts. And that's in, you know, not his morals because it seems like he's completely run out of those. Uh, for him, they hit him where, where it hurts and that's his money. He's going to lose money and he's going to lose the ability to have a nice shiny new stadium. And now the, the Washington Redskins actually announced that they are going to be doing a review 
of their name and and I think I think it's as good as changed at this point. Uh I think there's no way uh they're not going to change the name with the climate that we're in right now as far as uh socially as far as uh, racial issues are going on right now. Um and it seems like ever since I've started the podcast there's been a lot of racial issues going on and a lot of things that kind of you know, in the past, would have made me very uncomfortable to talk about, but I, I think it's been it's been good. It's it's made me kind of come out of my shell. It's made me kind of see things from a different perspective and and kind of talk through things where I would have maybe um, just ignored them and and said, okay, this doesn't affect me. This doesn't is not something that that affects my life. And I would have just swept it under the rug. But I I think this podcast has been good for that. Where I've I've kind of had to. Um, do do it justice and and talk about it and 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 actually you know break it down and and try to comprehend what's going on as far as racial issues and this is this is obviously a a big thing uh, for Native Americans. Native Americans have had it really really bad in this country, uh, in this country Canada where I reside obviously and also the United States. Uh, Native Americans are are not only a minority group, but they seem like they're the minority group that's often swept under the rug, even when it comes to minority groups. They're, they're the group that isn't really ever talked about. Uh, they, they were the original people, the Native Americans, and uh, they are not treated with respect. The, 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 the societies that they live in, the, the compounds, the, the, um, the reserves where, where Native Americans live are, are often in, in terrible shape, and they're just, they've had it really tough, and, and, for us to to have a sports team named uh, would a, a definite a dictionary definition of a racial slur uh, in the Washington Redskins and I've seen so many people I lately I've been going on Facebook a lot more I I didn't go on Facebook for years uh, because I just didn't like Facebook um, and I've been seeing a lot of people on Facebook Facebook is such a toxic terrible place. I thought Twitter was bad, but I think Facebook might actually be worse. But I've seen a lot of people just so angry that the Redskins are are even considering changing their name, uh, and and I just I don't understand. Like it is, it's often white, you know, thirty some year old, thirty forty some year old guy saying this is so stupid, this is PC, this is, and and to a certain extent, I I understand that you know society there are certain aspects where. Things are too PC, and we do get offended too easily, and we're always worried about hurting people's feelings. But this is the dictionary def- definition of a racial slur. This is not something that is, uh, in my opinion, that is out of line to have this name changed. Uh, it's something that that offends a large group of people, and it's it's making a caricature of a proud culture. Um, and so that's kind of my two cents on the whole uh, Redskins thing. And I think. We saw Adam Schefter come out this week and say there's no he doesn't see any way that they start the 2020 season without changing the name. And that was quite surprising to me. I I I figured they would change the name, but I did not think it was going to be that quick, but it seems like we won't even have the Washington Redskins be a team uh during the 2020 season. They'll likely change their name before the 2020 season even starts. And speaking of name change, there's been a ton of of recommendations on what the Washington Redskins should uh, should or shouldn't change their name to, and I, I have a couple here, Joe. I'd love to I'd love to know your thoughts on some of these potential uh, Washington football organization name changes. Uh, so the first one I got here is uh, the Washington Braves. 
So these are serious. These aren't like comedic ones. No, well, they, you know, if you think they're funny, you can oh, let me yeah, know. I, these I are like it. I just looked it up. These are legitimate ones. Washington Braves. So it would be like the Atlanta Braves in baseball. You know, thoughts? Yeah. Any thoughts on the on the Braves? Is that a copycat move? Co- maybe a little bit of a copy. You know, I don't under. There are a lot of teams like that in sports where they just. Like you already picked a name that had a major sport, like with the Jets, uh, the Winnipeg Jets, and the the New York Jets, and the L.A. Kings, and the Sacramento Kings. You know, just come up with something original. Yeah, that's what I say. But also, uh, I think the Braves. I feel like is is you could be running into the exact same problem where it's like you're making a caricature or a mascot out of a culture because Braves is like a it's still a native has have native connotations to it. So I don't know. Are they gonna keep the whole? Um, Native American, I guess, theme. I don't or know. Are they? I I think they're gonna change the logo. I think they have to. I think that's a big, big thing for for a lot of people as well as the logo. Yeah. Uh, I've always thought it's a really cool looking logo, but again, I'm a twenty some year old white guy, so <laughs> my opinion, I feel like, doesn't matter that all that much on what uh, Native Americans think about this logo. But uh, yeah, the next next idea, so. Is the Washington Hogs? 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 Yeah. Hogs. Yeah. Thoughts on the Washington Hogs? No, that does not have no. a good ring. No, this, I it, a it doesn't. Kind of... It doesn't roll off the tongue very well. Washington Hogs. It's actually. It has some some background to it. Uh, back during the the I believe the nineteen eighties, nineteen maybe early nineteen nineties, uh, there was a there was some Washington teams and they had a really really a good offensive line. Uh, in a like a, a really nasty offensive line called the Hogs. That was their nickname. Mm. So that they would kind of name it after that era of Washington Redskins. They would call them the Washington Hogs. But yeah, I'm not a big not a big fan of the no, Hogs. So far, I'm I'm not into it. No. Uh, there's a bunch of other names like like because it's in Washington, so it's the capital, and obviously there's a lot of politics going on. So there's like the Senators. The Senators, another the, hockey team. So yeah, the no Generals. Thanks. The Washington Generals, fun fact, are, you know, the Harlem Globetrotters? Yeah. The team that does all the crazy basketball Do they play actual stuff. basketball or are well, they just a circus? Just, like, it's for kids. It's like just crazy, okay. like, like yeah. cool tricks. Okay. But the team that they always beat, they always have it's the same team that they beat. They're called the Washington Generals. Hmm. So I feel like that would be a pretty embarrassing thing to do if you were a Washington uh, fan is to have your team... Be named after the basketball team that's uh, synonymous with losing. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe not the best best idea, but the idea that I kind of had, and I didn't come up with this idea. Keith Olbermann, actually, he he had this idea years and years ago uh, on his show when he had a show on whatever network it was on. I just watched it on YouTube, but yeah, why not name them the Washington Americans? Keep like the native uh, connotations to it. And just, you know, if you want to embrace natives, if you want to, like, honor natives, why not call them the Americans? Like, because they're the Americans. They're the Native Americans. They're, you know. The Washington Americans? Washington Americans. I think it sounds good, but I I don't know. I posted yeah, it on I Twitter mean, and, and on, like, a bunch of group chats and people were not feeling it. So maybe it's oh, not okay. that good. Well. But uh, another, another one that I thought this was a really cool idea. This is probably, like, other than my Americans thing. This is probably better than my Americans thing. But it's the... The Washington Warriors again. Another basketball, stealing, yeah, basketball team. team. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but apparently, Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Redskins, actually filed for a uh, a a trademark for the name Washington Warriors. He was going to start a, an arena football league team 
<laughs> with that name. And, uh, and yeah, he was going to do that. But then the Arena Football League folded just like every other football league. Oh, is so. that the one you were talking about? The no, that was the AAF. There's oh, so many okay. teams, so many that have failed. The AAF, XFL. The Arena League was actually around for a while, but they finally folded this last year. Um, wow. But yeah, so apparently that could be an option. And then they go back to the, the helmets with like the... They, they have these sweet helmets with a spear on the side. But uh, And I think the, the most popular one right now is the Washington Red Tails. Washington Red Tails. And before you... I know, I could see your face. You're not a big fan. The Red Tails are apparently... Hang on, let me look at it here. It's got a certain name. Um, it's, it's a design that somebody made online. I believe it was on Reddit. Uh, and um, it's, it, a lot of people love it. It's, it's basically... Um, there was a, a group of, of fighters in, in, during the world, one of the world wars, um, an all-black squadron of fighter-bomber pilots who fought in World War II. Uh, call, they were, yeah, they're called the Tuskegee Airmen, and they were called the Red Tails because they would paint the tails of their uh, plane red. Did so they make a movie about that? They might have. I'm not sure. They could have. <clears throat> yeah, I think they actually did. I was reading something about Jamie Foxx in a movie with Red Tails or something. Or no, Cuba Gooding Jr.? I think it was Cuba Gooding Jr. I think I might have actually seen that in school. That, uh, anyways, yeah, that was one of, the, one of the other options. That seems like a big popular option right now mm. is to name them the Washington Red Tails. And that way you could keep kind of... Right now their slogan is uh, HTTR, which is Hail to the Redskins. You could keep that and just say Hail to the Red Tails. Hail to the Red Tails. Hail to the Red Tails. It kind of rolls out the tongue nicely, but... Yeah, those are some some options of of things that you could, uh, you know, name the new Washington franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have any ideas? Uh, what like anything that you wouldn't name uh, the Washington franchise? Anything that I wouldn't name? Yeah, there's, there there was a Red Tails movie. Yeah. Yeah, Red Tails movie. Yeah, Cuba Gooding Cuba Jr. Gooding Jr. Yeah. Nice, You're right. very good. You're right, and also Neo. Neo, singer. the singer. Yeah. Is what song does he sing? Um, Everything tonight. That one. Uh, <laughs> with Pitbull in it. Uh, <laughs> songs. Miss Independent. Sexy Love. Sex- so sick. So sick. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know any, any of those, those songs. No. Um, uh, wow. And Michael B. Jordan apparently. Really? Yeah, he's in there as well. Oh, I'll have to watch that movie. I I think I have watched that movie before. I'll have to watch it again. I'm a big Cuba Gooding Jr. guy. I like that guy. He's a good actor. Anyways, yeah, the Redskins are changing their name. Um, all these options are on the table. Uh, we could see them potentially change their name. But that is kind of the biggest news uh, this week in the news roundup. And why don't we just jump right into the next part of the show. Today's second segment, we're going to be going over a couple teams that I deem as fun, sneaky fun teams uh, is what I kind of refer to them as. These are teams that when your team's not playing, when your team's maybe on a bye week or your team's playing at four o'clock and you want to watch football at one o'clock or uh, these are teams that you might want to watch on prime time. These are basically teams that they're probably not Super Bowl contending teams. They could be. I think I have one team in here that could be potentially a Super Bowl contending team. But other than that, they're not teams like the Buccaneers, teams like the Cowboys, uh, teams like, uh, you know, that teams that are already like the Chiefs that are that are already loved by so many people that are, you know, casual fans are a big fan of because they're the best team right now. These are teams that people might forget about, people might not be talking about, but teams that I think could be fun this year and that I'm looking forward uh, to to watching this year. 
And the first team that I have in this category is a team that I actually have talked about quite a bit on this podcast, a team that I'm very excited to see, and that is the Denver Broncos, a team that I, I think it's it's a make-or-break season. for uh, It could be really, really good, could be really bad. It, it kind of all depends on their young quarterback, Drew Locke. Uh, he showed flashes last year of being a really, really good quarterback. Uh, he was a highly touted prospect for a while uh, in college, and then he ended up going in the second round and played late on late, later on in the season last year, uh, did some good things. Uh, I, th- I, I think seeing how he develops could be could be a fun aspect of the season. He's just an overall fun character. If you ever see some of the some of the videos of him uh, dancing and rapping on the sidelines to to uh, certain songs, and he just seems like a guy that everybody everybody on the team loves, and it seems like a fun guy, sort of like what Baker Mayfield was before it seemingly everybody turned on him last season. Uh, that's kind of what Drew Locke has has turned into, and I think this offense in general could be really really fun this year. I mean they they have. Uh, Drew Locke at quarterback. They have Cortland Sutton, who's who's a tremendous receiver who really came into his own last year. Was one of the best receivers in football. Uh, and then you drafted Jerry Judy, who I think was the best receiver uh, in the draft class this last season. And then also in the second round drafted KJ Hamler out of Penn State, another receiver who's who's a speed demon, who has uh, a great highlight reel of him just burning guys, just a super speedy. Uh, uh, receiver, whereas Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton might be more possession, bigger receivers. You could have KJ Hamler, uh, while those guys are kind of taking up coverages. KJ Hamler break one down the field for a huge gain, uh, and then you have Philip Lindsay, who's who's a fun little uh, running back who, who's great in the pass game and, and just overall a, a really solid running back. And then you added a lot of people forget about this because it seems like so long ago, but they added Melvin Gordon in free agency, who. Uh, if he can get back to what he was before uh, last year when he struggled at times, he's another back who, who is who can do it all. He's, he's a dual threat guy, a, a guy who's a great runner and a great receiver, and that just adds another aspect to this team. Uh, a fantastically fun offense. Their offensive line has some potential question marks. Garrett Bowles has kind of been uh, not all that great since being drafted in the first round. You hope that he can figure out. Uh, uh, you also have Juwan James, who they who they signed in free agency uh, last year, who was injured most of the season last year. You hope that he can get back into playing at a at a Pro Bowl level where he was when he was in Miami. Uh, and and then you have Noah Fant, who who started off slow last year at the tight end position, but kind of came into his own later. And just just a ton of weapons for Drew Locke to work with. This this offense could be really fun. And their defense, honestly, is no slouch e- either. They could be a scary defense. They already have Von Miller, who's one of the best pass rushers we've seen in the, in the last in the last decade. I mean, just a dominant pass rusher, a former Super Bowl MVP. And you you line him up beside uh, or on the other side of the line with Bradley Chubb, uh, who, who who was slowed last year due to in- injuries, but during his rookie season, he was really a phenomenal pass rusher. Uh, and I think he has the potential to. You do that again this season when he's fully healthy and, and playing uh, on on the opposite side of an already dominant pass rusher with Von Miller, and then they went out and got Jarrell Casey for essentially nothing uh, to add to an already pretty good defensive line, and and their their D could be really good. They have a they have a good safety duo. Uh, they brought in AJ Bouye who who struggled last year in Jacksonville, but a lot of people struggled last year in Jacksonville. AJ Bouye is a potential All Pro 
type talent, a guy who's who's a who's a Pro Bowl type guy who has been a Pro Bowl type guy in the past. Hopefully, he can bounce back, and and I think that that having that really great pass rush could hide any other holes they have, maybe at the linebacker position or at the corner positions. Uh, you could kind of hide that with having a really really great pass rush. But I really like the Denver Broncos. I think they could be uh, a really really fun. Uh, team to watch especially that offense and it, it really kind of all lies on Drew Locke is he going to be uh, a better version of himself this upcoming season is he going to improve or uh, is he going to sort of flatline or or have a, a, a Mitchell Trubisky type of year where he he disappoints but uh, yeah I really like the Denver Broncos this upcoming season the second team in my sneaky fun teams uh, of the 2020 NFL season is the team that had the first overall pick, uh, so the worst team in football last year, but still a team that was that was fairly competitive in a lot of games last year, despite having a, an awful roster and a first-year head coach and really just a lot of things that, that did not go their way last year as far as injuries go. But that's the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, obviously, they drafted Joe Burrow with the first pick uh, in the 2020 NFL Draft. And Joe Burrow, to me, is just one of the most intriguing rookie quarterbacks we've had in years. I, I really am interested to see him play football. I, I, he, he's he's a, not a guy like like Tua or like Justin Herbert, who who is probably going to sit sit behind a veteran. He's a guy who's who's the starter. We've known since before the draft he was going to be the Bengals starter going into the season. We knew uh, all along that this was going to be Joe Burrow's team. And I'm extremely intrigued to see if he can if he can continue on the the extreme hot streak that he was on when he won the Heisman there at LSU. I mean, probably the greatest college football season we've ever seen uh, from Joe Burrow in 2020 or 2019-2020. Um, he just played phenomenal. Ended it with a national championship, and the, I love the guy's confidence. He's really a fun guy. He's another guy like like Baker Mayfield again. Before everybody for some reason turned on him last year, another guy with with this winning attitude, with this kind of cockiness, confidence. Um, he kind of walks that fine line from being uh, confident and cocky. Uh, I really, really like Joe Burrow. I like his personality. I think he could be a phenomenal quarterback. I'm excited to see what he does. And I think they have one, potentially one of the better, if everybody's healthy, one of the better wide receiver cores uh, in the NFL this upcoming season. Uh, if A.J. Green can get back totally healthy, obviously he missed all of last year with an injury. Uh, if he could come back, and then you have Tyler Boyd still there, uh, a solid receiver. And then you bring in, uh, in the second round, the first pick of the second round, they drafted T. Higgins, the wide receiver out of Clemson, who was one of my favorite prospects during the 2020 NFL draft. I mean, if you want entertainment, just go and look up T. Higgins' Clemson highlights. I mean, the guy is a man amongst boys. He's so fun to watch, an incredibly fun receiver. And to have him potentially learn from a guy like A.J. Green, that could be really fun. Then you add in Joe Mixon, who, who's one of the better young uh, running backs in the NFL. Uh, another guy who can kind of kind of do both, but is, is definitely more of a runner than a passer. Um, but I, Joe Mixon is, is a phenomenal running back. And, and this year in free agency, they went out and they actually spent money, which is something that the Bengals never do. They're known as being one of the cheapest franchises uh, in the history of the NFL, there's a team that doesn't care about winning. Carson Palmer called them out on not caring about winning. But uh, they went out and they, they signed guys like DJ Reader uh, at nose tackle, who was who was the number one ranked interior defender by PFF last year. So you add him to a defensive line that's already 
pretty good with guys like Geno Atkins and, and Carlos Dunlap. Like that defensive line could end up being pretty scary this upcoming season. And they signed a couple defensive backs like Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander, who were who were not uh, big name guys, not elite shutdown corners, but just adding more talent to a team that lacked a lot of talent last year. Um, they they signed guys like Josh Bynes at linebacker, Vaughn Bell at safety, uh, both both guys that could come come in and contribute right away. And it's nice to see that they're actually potentially trying to win, actually trying to build a culture, a winning culture there. Hopefully, uh, with Joe Burrow at quarterback, and this is the first time I think in a long time where Bengals fans are, have excitement. They have something to be excited about. They have something to look forward to, and I think Joe Burrow is a big part of that. And and this this team could be could be really fun this upcoming season. And the third team uh, in my sneaky good teams is is really the only team of these of these four teams that I came up with that is could be a legitimate Super Bowl contender this year. But I still feel like they're not getting talked about a lot as a as a good team, as a as a fun team, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, this was a team that I was very critical of, and as were a lot of people, very critical of during the draft process. Uh, obviously, in the second round, they went and they drafted uh, Jalen Hurts. When you had a lot of different needs, uh, you had you, you you went and drafted a, a backup quarterback when you already have a really young, uh, promising quarterback in Carson Wentz. And I thought there was a better receiver available in round one uh, there with Justin Jefferson, but they went and drafted Jalen Rager, who's a speedy, speedy smaller guy instead of ju- uh, drafting maybe a bigger uh, receiver in Justin Jefferson. Uh, so I was very critical of this team. But the, one thing about the Philadelphia Eagles is that they've con- they've uh, constantly proved they are a good or- good run organization. They are run well. Uh, Howie Roseman at GM. Doug Peterson at head coach. Uh, I think they, they they just are consistently a good team. Uh, they're they're always in contention for the playoffs, or they're a lot of the times in contention for a Super Bowl. And I think we could see that this year as well. Obviously, the division. I I expect their division to be a little bit tougher this year. I think the Cowboys hopefully will play better this year, but I also think the Eagles will be better this year. And I think if all comes together, and and if Carson Wentz is is back to being healthy. The guy's a top five receiver in the NFL, or a top five quarterback rather in the NFL. He's 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 a he's an MVP candidate just a couple years removed from being an MVP candidate. He's a he's a phenomenal quarterback. I really like Carson Wentz. I like his potential, and if he's fully healthy, which is obviously something that he's struggled with a lot throughout his career, but if he's fully healthy, he's a top five quarterback in my mind. Uh, and he's he's a guy that's that's super fun to watch and is a franchise guy. And and you have a bunch of small, speedy receivers. You have Deshaun Jackson, who's who's back there in Philly. Started off the season really hot last year before he got injured. You have Marquise Goodwin, who they traded for from the from the 49ers. And you have Jalen Rager, obviously, who you drafted. We talked about drafted in the first round. Uh, so these are a bunch of small, speedy guys. And and for the most part, you're always thinking, oh, you don't want a bunch of small, speedy guys. Uh, a bunch of guys that are the same, a bunch of guys that have the same uh, skill set on, on the team. But you look at a team uh, like the Kansas City Chiefs, a team that just won the Super Bowl, all of their receivers are small, speedy guys. So if it all comes together, you could have an offense kind of like Kansas City has where it's just shots down the field, really, really fun, explosive offense. And, and if it all works together... Uh, it could be something like the Kansas City Chiefs have with Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill and Sammy Watkins 
and Miko Hartman and all those guys there. Um, and, you know, we talked about Jalen Hurts being drafted in the second round. Maybe potentially uh, another fun factor on this team is Jalen Hurts maybe being used as sort of a Taysom Hill-like quarterback where he comes in, he'll play quarterback a couple times, he'll he'll take a couple snaps, uh, throw a couple balls, but he'll play uh, special teams, he'll play uh, uh, running back, he'll he'll play receiver, he'll he'll run the ball, uh, he'll get down and dirty when you, obviously you don't want Carson Wentz to be doing stuff like that. Uh, I remember a, uh, a while ago, uh, a guy that I watch on YouTube, Flemlo Raps, shout out to Flemlo Raps, he, he has really, really good videos. Uh, as far as the NFL goes, if you're into the uh, NFL YouTube videos, definitely check check him out on YouTube. He had um, a, a video. This was before um, Jalen Hurts even transferred to Oklahoma where he was saying that that Taysom Hill kind of created this position of uh, a, a multi-dimensional quarterback that can come in and do multiple things. But Jalen Hurts could come in and perfect that position. Uh, and I think since then, Jalen Hurts has definitely become more of a passer than he was at the moment when that when that video was made. But I, I think uh, you know early in his career, that could be uh, a situation where Jalen Hurts could could strive. He could come in and be that change of pace guy, uh, run some trick plays, run some fun plays, and just have him contribute wherever you can because he, he's an incredibly talented uh, not only quarterback but just runner. He's a physical runner and, and an extreme athlete. And it would be fun to see what they do with him. Uh, this upcoming season uh, and then th- there is uh, on the defensive side of the ball maybe they're not as strong as they u- as they used to be you know you have some aging guys there um, and obviously Brandon Brooks on the offensive side uh, got injured so their offensive line could not be as well uh, versed as it is it usually is could not be uh, as good as it usually is they've been known for having a really good offensive line but maybe they bring back a guy like Jason Peters they brought in Darius Slay out of Detroit who they call him uh, Big Play Slay for a reason. He makes big plays. He, he, he you know, picks off footballs. He, he brings them back for touchdowns. He's a big play guy. They brought in uh, a move that I really like, Javon Hargrave, the interior defensive lineman from uh, Pittsburgh. I think uh, that Philadelphia is really good at developing um, interior defenders and defensive linemen. Uh, there with Jim Schwartz, uh, their defensive coordinator. I think he could come in and be a, a, a really big impact player there uh, in Philadelphia. And honestly, this team, I could see them making, this is just purely projection, but I could see them making one more big move before the season starts. I could see them making making another trade. They have cap room. They're not uh, strapped for cash as far as cap goes. I could see them maybe trading for potentially a Jamal Adams or a Yannick Ngakwe, or Leonard Fournette with the Jacksonville Jaguars, I could see them maybe going out and getting one of those guys and and, and adding to the intrigue of this team. And that, Like I said, that's completely projection, but I, I would not be totally shocked. The Philadelphia Eagles are always involved, and in, in it seems like every player uh, that is on the trade block, the Philadelphia Eagles seem to always uh, have a hat in, in every ring as far as trading for players goes. And I could definitely see them making one more big move. Maybe they go out and they sign Jadavian Clowney, uh, to add to that defensive line, but uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, to me, it seems like every year they're they're a fun team to to, to watch, and and that's not going to change this year. Moving on to the final team that I think could be sneaky good this uh, 2020 NFL season, if we have a 2020 NFL season, and that's the Carolina Panthers. Uh, this is a team that uh, initially I th- I thought would not have a whole lot of intrigue, would be sort of a boring team, but the more I look into it, the more I think this team. 
could be could be really fun. Uh, I don't think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to be a playoff contender. I don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. I think they'll be sort of a uh, an eight and eight, uh, seven and nine type of team, uh, or six and ten. I think they'll they won't make the playoffs, but I think they could be entertaining. They brought in a guy, uh, Matt Rule, uh, to be their new head coach this upcoming season. He's a guy who in college turned franchises around or turned college teams around. Uh, he he play he was the coach at Temple. Uh, he turned them into a much better team, and then he went to Baylor, which was a team that was totally. Uh, distraught, just in a terrible situation, and turned them around into a really, really good team last year. Even I remember them going toe to toe with Oklahoma. Uh, but so Matt Rule's an intriguing guy as a head coach, uh, and then they brought in Teddy Bridgewater to be uh, the guy at quarterback. Uh, they got rid of Cam Newton, brought in Teddy Bridgewater, and this is the, really the first chance since 2015. Really, we're going to get to see uh, if Teddy Bridgewater can be a franchise guy, if he can be a franchise quarterback. If he can be the guy on a team, uh, last time he was a starter was in 2015, where he was he was a 65% passer, threw for 3,200 yards, 14 touchdowns, uh, nine interceptions, and then he had three rushing touchdowns. Not phenomenal numbers, but he was still really young and developing. And you saw some things that you really liked out of Teddy Bridgewater. And and to me, the biggest question is: Is he gonna be? A franchise guy can Teddy Bridgewater be that franchise guy? He's a guy that I've always rooted for. Uh, it's it's been really great to see how he bounced back from that gruesome injury that he had, and and now he's he's finally getting his shot to be the guy there in Carolina. And I think he has a lot of really fun uh, potential guys on offense around him, and that's been kind of a theme throughout these four teams. It's fun offenses. I'm a big offensive guy. I like offense. And this is another team where I think uh, could have an explosive offense. They already had uh, receivers like DJ Moore and C- Curtis Samuel. And then they brought in Robbie Anderson, who's another deep threat guy who can push the ball down the field and, and make it easier on on a guy like Teddy Bridgewater to maybe push the ball more down the field. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has not been a very aggressive passer the past few seasons, but that could uh, potentially change. And then you have a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who I think could be a potential MVP candidate this upcoming season. Uh, last year, he had 1,300 rushing yards, 1,000 receiving yards, 19 total touchdowns. I mean, the guy caught 116 balls. He, he had 116 receptions out of the running back position. That's absurd. I mean, he's just a phenomenal player, really fun to watch. One of, one of the best, if not the best, running backs uh, in the NFL and just overall a fun team and they went all defense during the 2020 NFL draft so you have a bunch of young fun potential defenders in there you already have Brian Burns who who really played well in his rookie season there uh, in Carolina and then you drafted a guy another guy who I really liked during the 2020 NFL draft and Yatir Gross Matos uh, out of Penn State you line him up you uh, across from Brian Burns you have two really really good um, pass rushers that you could potentially develop there so this team you know I think they could be an explosive fun team I don't think they'll be a, a playoff contender but I think they're moving in the right direction and I'm excited to see what Matt Rule can do with the Carolina Panthers that kind of wraps up today's show uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show thank you guys so much for tuning in a little bit of a longer show this week um, hopefully the audio is much better much improved during this uh, week's episode uh, make sure you guys follow the show 
on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Average Joe Show. If you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts or any other place where you can rate and review and subscribe to podcasts, please do that. Uh, subscriptions mean a lot. That means that you're downloading the podcasts, and I can tell that you guys are supporting the podcasts. And leave a rating, a five-star rating would be ideal, would be awesome, would make my day. And if you have time, just leave a, leave a kind review. Uh, leave a leave a review whether you like the show, uh, you know whether you uh, like the show or not. You know, leave a kind review anyways. But uh, no, thank you guys again for tuning in. Uh, next week show, I believe I'm gonna start a new series, a little series on the podcast where I'm gonna uh, do my top five positional rankings, uh, where I'm gonna go through the different positions in the NFL and rank them, uh, or rank uh, the players the top five players at every position. I'm going to start, I believe, with running backs next week. So I'm going to rank my top five running backs in the NFL. So make sure you tune in next Tuesday for that. Again, if you're into uh, not only listening to stuff about football, but also reading stuff about football, make sure you follow the show on Instagram and Twitter and and, and see the things that I'm uploading there uh, more frequently. But uh, without further ado, we will see you guys on the next one.